All righty. We are back once again, folks. You are back with Seminole Sideline 365 on a Thursday, March 9th, 2023. We are in the midst of kickoff to spring camp, so we had to come back with a live episode. Honestly, just not much... uh, not much going on in the offseason. You know, it's it's uh, tough to make relevant topics. I know some some outlets can make a show if it rains in Tallahassee and make 30 minutes worth of content out of it. I am uh, I am not one of those folks that, that will do that to you. Um, but I know some people enjoy it, and I'm not going to hate on that. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're back here today because I do think there is something relevant to talk about as we do kick off into spring football, which is exciting. Uh, we got the spring game coming up next month, which is – Obviously, something we'll be talking about more in depth as we lead into that. And uh, this team has, you know, nine different transfers that are going to be going through. They just wrapped up a tour of duty, uh, and they finally can, you know, start getting into some of the pads and, and start having some fun uh, after after the winter uh, is wrapping up here. Friday, Friday they'll be in pads. Tomorrow they'll be in pads. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we'll we'll go into right? some of that. Is it tomorrow they're in pads, or next Friday, a week from Friday? Old man, come back in real quick. You're you're lagging a little bit. See if you can uh, come really? back in. Yeah, you're lagging a little bit. So back yourself out. Come back in, and we'll see if we can get that connection back. But yeah, they're coming. They're going to be in pads. And uh, yeah, leave real quick. We'll, we'll knock you out real quick. Um, so yeah, so they're going to be in pads. But tonight we're going to talk about some concerns uh, that potentially we see in the depth chart. Um, oh, he's back. How's it? Testing one, two, three, four. It's a little, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm hardwired in, so I don't get it. Uh, yeah, it's a little, uh, it's a little tough, but we'll we'll work through really? it. The audio, the audio is, uh, the audio is good, so we can work through it. So, but tonight, yeah, we're going to talk through potential depth concerns. Um, you know, I think it was interesting. Florida State twenty four seven came up with an article of the top twenty five transfer classes, and I think by all all accord, Florida State had one of the top rated transfer classes of uh, of any school. I think they they put them as number three. But I think we we're the only school in the top ten that had uh, single-digit transfers. And I I saw I thought we had I don't know why I thought we had more transfers. But we only had nine transfers come in in the offseason, which I, I for some reason I thought we had more than that. But it was just the quality that we had coming in that put us up that high. So LSU had twelve. Colorado had twenty-five transfers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they really are overhauling that roster. Um, so it is surprising that uh, we we brought in for so few. But it's all quality. When you look at guys like, uh, you know, uh, Cypress from Virginia, the number two cornerback, you got Fisk, you got the kid from uh, Daryl Jackson from Miami. So you're bringing in a lot of guys uh, who are, you're hoping that can contribute right away. Uh, what's going on, Mike? Great to have you with us tonight. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Um, so, yeah, a lot to talk about. But with this conversation, as we go into the pads, there is potentially still some holes on this roster and there's going to be some battles to be going on tonight. And that's what we're going to discuss today quickly. We don't want this to be a long show, but we want to have this discussion. So let's roll right into it um, and talk about it. I think each of us has two position groups and we didn't plan this ahead of time. So we're just going to go right into it. And I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know. We may, we may agree, may disagree. Sometimes we, we do disagree on these things, but I think my biggest concern going to spring, and I hope it gets resolved uh, is the quarterback room. And this is the debate. Some people love what we have in the quarterback room, uh, and they love it based on potential. Uh, that's there. You know, people love Tate. People hate Tate. I think uh, hate's a strong word. I shouldn't say hate. People don't like what if he has to step in of what he can do. They don't like maybe the potential if he has to be a full season or half season starter. Uh, people love what he did against Louisville. Right? He he gave us a ten win season. You, you know, he was in for a half of that game. And uh, he brought us back from behind. I-, I thought the game was lost as soon as Jordan Travis got hurt, to be honest with you. I was very close to turning off the game because I said, well, game's over. Tate can't bring us back. That We played like crap for a lot of that game. And then Tate, you know, threw a couple, a couple of touchdowns there somehow, some way, uh, when I was just used to him throwing interceptions. So uh, I didn't expect that. But then Tate didn't have to really play the rest of the year. Jordan Travis came back the next week, and uh, we didn't see him for the rest of the year. And that's the most playing time Tate's really had consistently in the, what, his three years he's been here. And then behind him, you have, you know, AJ. Some people call him Smiley because he's always smiling regardless of what happens. Uh, and, you know, he that was his first year. He got to play fairly in some garbage time. And, 
you know, throw a touchdown, I think, uh, one of those cleanup games. And, you know, he just doesn't have a lot of reps. He didn't have a lot of time last year, but he got some garbage time reps and some of the blowouts, which is good to see. Uh, and, and that's really it in, in terms of experience. Um, Gino English is gone. You know, you weren't going to really rely on him. But you didn't bring in, you know, you didn't really bring in another transfer veteran into this room at all. No, no Division Two guy, no Division, you know, FCS guy to kind of bring some reps into the room. And I think always the factor is, is when is Jordan Travis going to get hurt? Every season since he's been a starter, he's had to take time out due to whether it's a major injury or, or a soft injury, uh, not soft, but in terms of a minor injury, he's had to miss time. And I know all the reports are he's bulking up, he's getting bigger, he's what two eighteen and, and getting larger in the off season. But he he takes a lot of hits, uh, and I know he's got a lot better at sliding and avoiding those hits. I think he got a lot better at that last season. But it's just in his nature to he he's better when he's taking off his legs, and that's a factor in the game plan. He's going to get hurt, and the and the question is is who's going to take his place and continue to move the offense. Because this offense has to be running at a high level for this team to be successful. I do not I do not believe in our defense to hold teams under 21 points at this point in time. I still don't, even with the transfers. And they may surprise me, but last season, we had to score at a high level to win goal games. It, it was just the truth. Um, in, the, in the games that we didn't, we lost. So I think this quarterback room is still very suspect. And I don't, I don't want if, if Tate has to play and start two or three games, we're going to lose those games, in my opinion. I, I, I don't trust the ability for him to have to drive the team forward. What are your thoughts, old man? Well, first of all, don't you applaud me for allowing you to go on your opening rant and taking some of my best stuff? Well. It, I'm, I'm trying to do what's best for the audience here with uh, your you, you being another dimension of video. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now let me, let me talk here for a second and you can debate and interrupt me as you would like. Okay. Uh, like you, I've been kind of closely, we've been kind of closely watching things behind the scenes, nothing too exciting to report. They were in, uh, as Coach Norvell said, they were in their pajamas again today. Uh, and then I guess I, maybe they're going to take a week. I, I don't know how many days they're taking off for spring break. I, yeah. I, I can't remember. I thought he said they'll be back Friday, but that doesn't make any sense. Maybe they've been off two or three days. Hell, I don't know. Here's the bottom line. They're supposed to be in pads Friday, this yeah. Friday or the next Friday. I don't know. Maybe somebody out there can tell us, you know, and that's okay. The, the news from Norvell is always, is always, you know, positive. Coach Norvell is a very positive guy. I like the energy. I like the, the, the new guys, the new guys that are coming in from high school in the portal. Uh, you know, they got a lot to catch up on, but I like, I like their mentality. Uh, I like the growth, the growth. Uh, we, we've got to clean up a lot of stuff. You know, it's the same words that all the coaches, most of the coaches uh, get out of that coaching 101 class, how to meet the, how to meet the press. So beyond that, the, the, the story I don't think is coming out, and you've already hit on it, is the first position group that gives me, I don't want to say nightmares, but it gives me concerns. It gives me concerns that this team on offense, I'm only talking about offense tonight. I think that's what we yeah. said. We well, no, I, I mean, yeah, yeah I, we're, we're going to focus I on. I, yeah. I want to focus just on the offense in a couple positions, basically. Yeah. And that is this. The one thing that makes an offense go and is the most critical piece of that offense is the driver. Okay. And that is the quarterback. Okay. I don't need to talk about Jordan Travis at all, okay? I, I think he is an excellent college quarterback at this point. He may even compete for the Heisman. He may, you know, compete for ACC Player of the Year, all of that stuff. The bottom line for me is, and for most fans, we feel very comfortable with Jordan Travis running this offense. Yeah, you know what period. he can do. And, yeah. and the other thing is because there's so many pieces of really excellent quality around him. 
Number one, I think the offensive line, I'm not going to go through all the names and weights and how much body mass they've put on. You know, that I'll leave that for the guys that do this 24-7 and have to pay their mortgage on it, okay? The, the offensive line, I think, is going to be better. I think it's going to be better. Uh, Atkins has had time and some seasons now with some of these younger guys. We've got some damn good transfers who've come in from the portal. Uh, I think we're going to be really better this year at the offensive line than we were last year. The wide receivers, amazing. These guys are amazing. And there's plenty of weapons on the outside for Jordan Travis to get the football to. Let me finish. I see you're fighting. I don't know where you're going with I'm getting confused. Well, no. uh, What I'm saying is plenty, plenty there. I don't need to talk about that. I feel very confident, very comfortable with our receiver crew. From right. top to bottom, okay? All right. All right. Now, let me move on to running backs. Oh, God. No, Are you problem. Just <laughs> no problem there. My point is this. So now we're going. I'm really comfortable there. Okay. Where I'm uncomfortable is the quarterback room outside right. of Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis is not in that room. I've got major concerns, KD. I've got major concerns. I had major concerns last year. Waiting, waiting, and it happened in the Louisville game. But here's the deal. I'm just going to throw a few stats out here yeah. and, and, and on the quarterbacks. In 2021, Jordan Travis, 2021 season, Jordan Travis was 122 of 194 for 1,500 yards. He had 15 touchdowns and six interceptions. Okay? Also on that team, his biggest rival was Mackenzie Milton. Okay? Mm-hmm. He had like 900 yards or something like that, but was very inconsistent. Purdy uh, Purdy was on that team. He's long gone. Okay, Chubba Purdy. And Tate Rodemaker was on that team. He had like one of two from the stats I looked at, for one of two passes for seven yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So in 2021, we, we didn't have a very strong driver of our offense, and obviously it showed up. It yeah, showed up in the win total. Five wins. Yeah, showed up in those win totals. Yeah. Now, now, come 2022, Jordan Travis, when we're looking at performance, goes from 226 uh, uh, completions on 353 attempts, th- over 3,000 yards, and 24 touchdowns, five interceptions. Right he's here. your quarterback. It's right here. Okay, yeah. he, okay he, he's the guy. I, I don't even want to talk about Jordan Travis tonight. That's You are, though. About. So why are we talking so about I, I'm leading to what I'm getting to. Just <laughs> listen. Listen for That's a minute. what you're getting to. Here's what I'm getting to. And you already kind of said it and 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 shot the cannon. Tate Rodermaker has not won my confidence. Okay. And everything I read from the other media covering this at FSU is Tate Rodermaker, you know, he's the guy, he's ready to go. Uh he, you know, he went into that Louisville game and he won that, won that game. Louisville is not a national powerhouse. Let's face it. It was a good challenge for us. But Tate Rodemaker, okay, he had, according to the stats I saw, and FSU put out some stats for him that I couldn't. They had him at like 32 completions. Uh, I mean, uh, 32 completions last year of 68 attempts. I didn't see that number. That's what they put out in a write-up for spring. And I have yeah, him that's at, not true. I have him yeah. at 18. Yeah. 18 of 31 with 254 yards last year, two touchdowns and two interceptions. And his best game at Louisville, he was six of ten for 109 yeah, yards and, and two yeah. touchdowns and an interception. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know where they were getting those numbers from. The bottom line is this: you could give him 32 completions for all I care. He has not won my confidence that he can step up, as you say, take over two or three games and that we're going to win all those games when we're expected and this team is hyped to win the ACC championship this year. I don't believe he has that confidence, and I do not believe that Coach Norvell has that confidence. Because here's what Norvell's going to do here this spring. He's already – he already I already heard him talk about it just the other day. He said – you're going to see Jordan Travis sitting on the sidelines a little bit more, okay, than usual. And he'll have to adapt to that because guess what? Coach Norvell does not have the confidence in his backup quarterbacks, and he's got to find 
who that guy's going to be when Jordan Travis goes down. Okay. And the odds of Travis going down are, are large. They're still large. Okay. That you can keep your starting quarterback for the, all the games. So between Tate and Duffy, that's where the battle's going to be. You know, that's where the battle's going to be. But Tate Rodemaker seems to have that lead going in. A.J. Duffy, I don't know. I don't know. Some of the word in the media is he seems disengaged at times. You know, who? You know, I don't know if that's true or not. I, I can't. I, can't I, I would assume, yeah. I, now, I, I, now, I think hold we're focusing a lot of time hold on it, this. Hold it. Well, hold it. Talking so you've got Brock Glenn, who's never thrown a college pass coming out of high school. He's not going to see much reps. And then you got a preferred walk-on, McNamara. That's your quarterback room. And so when you take when you take Travis out of there, you got a problem. You got a problem. And and that is the main cog of the offense. It doesn't matter what you have and all that other stuff. If that quarterback can't deliver that football in a consistent manner to run that offense, you got a problem. Yeah. So let's, let's look at David says, hey, fellas, I still believe in trial by fire. Put them in whenever possible and get real game experience, taking zero snaps and then hoping that backups perform could be costly. Yeah, David, I, I think that's a good point. Uh, I, I think some in some of these games, maybe you look at Syracuse, maybe you look at the Miami game, look at the snap counts, look at the pass counts. Like, could Tatum threw the ball a little bit more in those games, in those blowouts? Uh, Miami, in a blowout, he only had four attempts. You know, you could say, well, you don't want to run up the score. But at the same time, he only got to throw the ball, the ball four times in a blowout. Same with Syracuse. He seven attempts in that blowout. BC, three attempts in that blowout. Some of these games, like you said, you're trying to, how are you going to experience if even in blowouts, a guy can't even throw the ball and see what he has? And you throw him into the Louisville game when you're behind, and somehow he pulls that out. So, in, in the moments when you could have thrown your backups in maybe sooner, it, it, you didn't give your guy a lot of a chance to run the, the real offense. You're just handing the ball off most of the time. And I get that. You're trying to run the clock out, get to the next game, zero injuries. I get that. But maybe you could have given Tate a lot more chances to actually run the real offense. In some of those blowout games last season, <coughs> and even look at the even look at the uh, Lafayette game, one attempt. It was a blowout. Let the guy throw the ball around it and run it like a real game. I know you're going to the Florida game next week, and, and you don't want to get another guy injured, but you had opportunities to give your guys real time reps, and, and you kind of maybe blew some of those exp that experience, right? So I, I wonder if that comes back to to bite them a little bit that you blew some of that real time experience by by kind of getting a little bit conserved. I see both sides of that coin. Don't want to get guys hurt. Yeah. Hand I, it off. I, I think it. I think this is a, a a real blind spot for Norvell. Uh and and you're not and he's not going to be able to hang. He's not going to be able to hang and the fan base, I think I don't know, I don't think they'll accept it that if if Travis goes down, we don't have an experienced guy behind him. We have zero experience. So you can't use that as an excuse. Okay, but but how many teams have an experience backup that's going to be like their starter? Very I don't care about other that. teams. But I don't you can't care. Say that like it's a I don't given, care like, about oh. other teams. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think we've done a good job managing I, that room. I I would agree. Okay, so in that scenario, how would you have better managed it? Would you do what I said and said in some of these blowouts? You give Tate more reps of running the real. No, offense. I would have tried to, I would probably, and I don't think it's a dead issue. I think it's kind of a dead issue because you don't want to bring a guy in after spring. There's going to be a lot of guys on the market in the transfer portal after spring when they see the depth chart and where they stand. In fact, we could lose, we could lose AJ Duffy. We could, oh, AJ I, Duffy I could, could take definitely. a walk. Yes, he could, absolutely. he could, he could definitely walk away. Absolutely. Okay. And just like Purdy did. So I could see Norvell, if he could find the right guy and he may be a division, he may not be a power five guy, but to bring in somebody that's thrown more than 50 passes and, and Tate, Tate is a, a red shirt senior. He's a, a red shirt senior coming up. In in that career, he's you mean next season. You mean next season? What is he? That, he's what a, is he? He's going? a sophomore. He was a sophomore. He's going to be a junior. I think he's going to be a junior. I saw someplace he was going to be a senior. So I don't know where you're getting your stats from. Either way, listen. Either way, he's thrown less than fifty passes. I'd rather have a guy as a backup that's thrown, I don't know, a couple hundred passes. 
instead of 50. But That's my point. a guy that doesn't know the offense and, and throw, like there, there's a trade-off. Ah, quarterbacks guys, can pick it up. I, I, well, I don't think that's true. Look yeah, at look at how that. well Jordan Travis has developed learning the offense. When did Mackenzie Milton come in? Not that he was a great star. But that, that goes against your point, though. Mackenzie Milton had thrown hundreds of passes, he thousands of passes, a lot and that guy couldn't passes. run the offense. He, he well, hey, that goes I against your point. That goes against your point, well, though. Well, I, okay, listen. That I'll goes take, a veteran. I'll, I'll take a veteran over somebody who hasn't thrown 50 passes in his career as my backup every day, every day. Yeah, I can have a guy okay? And this is dumb. Tate seems like a hell of a nice guy. He's really put in the grind here at Florida State. We're not here to bash him or bash anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's going to be some fans that don't like what we have to say if they're on here listening. We deal, I deal with reality. Some people see reality as negativity. It's not. It's reality. And when something goes wrong, then they're going to say, well, oh, see, now we lost five games because we didn't have a quarterback. Well, whose problem okay. is that? My whose thing problem is, is the, that? The, what this position I'll say is that Mike likes it. He, he's a quarterback guy, right? If he thinks Tate is the best guy to step in there or he thinks AJ's ready to step in, if he, if he saw concern in this room, in terms of backup position, I think he would go. And he may. After the spring, know. he may see the refs. He may see he may see refs and issues with the, the rotation. He may say, I need a guy. I need another guy. Because he one, he's thinking about, I don't want to push a guy out. I don't want to push A.J. Duffy, who's a young prospect I want to develop. He doesn't want to push a guy out. He has a Brock Glenn he wants to develop. He's got another guy coming in next year. You know, He's got a pipeline of these guys coming in. He doesn't want to upset that room. But if he sees, well, this is my year to win the NAC championship, and if Jordan Travis goes down and I don't trust this room, then he may be willing to upset that room a little bit by bringing another guy in. So I get your point, but I I trust in him enough to know if I see a big problem through spring, I'll go get somebody. I, I okay, trust him okay. enough to know. I, listen, I like Coach Norvell. I think he's working his ass off. I think the whole staff's working their ass off. I think the whole team's working their ass off. Don't 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 misinterpret what I'm saying. But if, if we want to sit here and hug it off, hug it out all night, like some of the media, some of the media that. outlets do, that everything's rosy and everything's great. They ask a lot of leading questions to Coach Norvell, and you learn nothing. You learn nothing that everything is just great, okay? Until something goes wrong, and the one place it can go wrong, the greatest weakness on the offense right now is the quarterback room. Period. All right. All right, that's it. Where's, what's the okay? So we talked about state. quarterback. That's my state. So you're, you're, are you thinking they are going to take a quarterback after a spring game? I won't. I, I, will, I would not rule it out, but I think the odds are against it unless the right situation exists. And there will be quarterbacks out there. What percentage would you put it at? Uh, I put it at about forty percent. And what percentage do you think a quarterback leaves after the spring? I. I will put that at about uh, uh, 50%. That AJ or, or Tate that or a- AJ. Would, or I, probably AJ. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, way, yeah I, think, I think if Tate got beat out, he'd probably leave. And that I mean, that could be an interesting that if, leave. if there's a clear depth chart of AJ over Tate, Tate, yeah. And that's where you but could, you know, that could force Mike's hand to say, but, uh, Mike's leaves. never going to do that. Mike's never going to put that on the street. He's not going to give these guys direct yeah, feedback. No, he no, doesn't no. do that. He's he's not going to do that unless he's got a guy lined up in the portal to bring in. Well, exactly, and that could be the chess game where if he's like I if he if he was like I want to bring a guy in, he may say, "Well, Tate, I'm putting AJ over you," and force that chess move right to say, "Hey, you're out," you know, and, and make say, "Hey, Tate, you should go check your." Yeah, you you, you yeah. said it a few minutes ago, KB. This is a run for the ACC champion yeah. championship this year because. A lot of guys are going to leave this team next year. Yeah. By yeah. one way or the other, a lot of guys are going to be leaving this team next year. And this team w- will not be anywhere near what it will be this season. Yeah. And David says, I'm thinking the long game here because of great athletes coming into our system with Jordan leaving. We need somebody to take that leadership role and keep momentum. And David, I totally agree with you. It's going to be it's going to be scary. Well, what does that mean? We need somebody to take the leadership because- role. Because Jordan is such a force on this team. There is going to be a vacuum of leadership and playmaking. Of course. Yeah, it's going to be. So you need, whether it's somebody steps up into that role next season or it's a transfer, like you see a lot of these teams bring in a star from another team. It's going to be, there's going to be a lot of discussion in the offseason. Who's going to fill that vacuum? Is it going to be one of these young guys like EJ or Brock? Does Tatum or, like, it's going to be interesting. Or do they take a guy 
from a major school, like, you know, an Oklahoma transfer, or like, no, a guy from Western Michigan or someplace, some guy that has a lot of balls. He's thrown a lot of balls. He's been in a lot of games. That's looking to brand his name a little bit to get to the next level, because this is all about getting to the next level. Let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. If Florida state goes on the run, we think they're going to go on next year. They'll be in line. They better, go on major the run. they better go They'll on be the able run. to pull a star from another team who wants to make a run at the playoffs again. So they won't Damn have to right. get a Western Michigan quarterback. They'll be able to get a guy from uh, South Carolina or someone who excelled and wants to go to the playoffs. So they'll be have options. Yeah, you're, you're, if, they, do, if they take no. care of things on the field, they'll be able to pull whoever they want to fill, fill the vacuum from Jordan Travis. Yeah, David, they David, have to take David, David's right and you're right to say because when that vacuum – Go, you know, opens up. That hole opens up. There'll be quarterbacks trying to come here. There'll be quarterbacks trying to come and here. And I would be. I they would got be. the guy from uh, Oklahoma. They, they people want to play for the playoffs. They want, like you said, they want to be get to the next level. So they want the recognition. Yes, exactly. I, and, and I Taylor tell Williams. you, right, I'll tell you, yeah. I'll tell you right now that in 2024 season, Tate Rodemaker will not be the starting quarterback of this football right. team. Yeah, well, that's your that's your prediction. Um, so yeah, but Florida State okay. has to take care. They got to take care of stuff on the field, and then they'll be, they'll have to pick the litter. Essentially, they'll be able to well, say that, that's right, that's right. And you don't think these coaches and the guys behind the scenes are getting together and saying what this is like a NFL draft now. This college football is like an NFL draft. Who are and, we going to bring in here to continue to compete? Well, and that's why I think this season, and I we probably said it last year, but I think this is the defining year of Mike's tenure. And I, and you could say that's yeah, you know, that's crazy. It's too much to say, but I think really this is when he's going to have the most veteran experience on this team, and to put the mark of like we are back and be able to take, like you said, whether it's the portal, whether it's recruiting, he could set up his next three years worth of high school recruiting, as well as pick anyone he wants in the portal. If they if they go to eleven wins and make the playoffs, win the ACC, go to the playoffs this year, even if they they're gonna even if they lose in the first four games, but if they win the ACC, make a playoff berth somehow, they can pick the next quarterback for the next two years out of the portal, whoever they want from a big time school, and they'll set up their high school recruiting for the next three years. So they'll get a top five class for the next three years, and they'll be set. But if they do not achieve and they go nine wins, then they're kind of back to square one again. Then they're back to competing with Miami and Florida again for top 15 high school classes. And they're kind of still where you are. But th- this is why this is a defining year. You have Jordan Travis. You have Jared Verse. You have a top three transfer class. You got Trey Benson. You have Miami you down. Johnny Wilson. You got them you all. Have you have Clemson on the ropes. This is your window. Take this advantage it. of it. And it takes care of itself. No, this That's is it. it. There's not going to be any excuses. Or oh, we had injuries or Fabian Lovett went down or this guy went down. You know, you get window. tired of those types of excuses, but it better not be in the quarterback room. All right. Okay. So let's, let's talk go about on to my sec- next concern. Yeah. What's your next concern? Okay. My next concern on the offensive side, and this is my final concern for tonight on the offensive side, I'm good with everything else. And that is the field goal kicking again. I go back to the field goal kicking. In championship runs, there will be one, maybe two games that it will come down to, will come down to kicking that ball through the uprights. Okay. Now, here's what we got. Let me give you a few numbers. I know you hate numbers. Let me give you a few I, numbers. I don't hate Okay. Numbers. Okay. Let me, let me do this. We've got Ryan Fitzgerald. Everybody loves Ryan. Not here to pick on Ryan. Not I here to pick Ryan. on anybody. You hate Ryan. Okay. Ryan, here's what he's got. In 2021, 2021, he actually, he was 37 of 41 for 90% and extra points. Here, I got 90%. And in field goals, he was 76.9, 10 of 13. Uh, you know, most of those he had, uh, let's see, he was very good inside the 40 in 2021. He was a little bit, he actually, 40 to 49, he had two of three. He actually had a good year in 2021. Now we go to 2022. It's right there. Yeah. He, he, his extra points go up to 98.357 of 58, which is outstanding. Very good. But his field goal drops to 60%. That's a 16% drop. He should be progressing, but that drop is big. 
And I think he tried to go to a different step, a three, two step versus three step or whatever, whatever the hell they want to say. The bottom line is he didn't have a good year. He missed all three from 50 and out. He was four or five in the 40 to 49. He's done pretty well in that 40 to 49 over the two seasons. He's got six of eight out of that. But remember, so, look at the games he missed them. 0 for 2 at the Wake Forest game, where we lost 31 to 21. Uh, and then he was uh against Clemson because once again, affected that game because we couldn't we didn't believe we could kick a field goal. Well, so that's he, right. He he when he was in that that drought streak, when we didn't think we could kick the ball because we couldn't trust him. That streak of uh, NC State Wake Forest, like that affected the. You don't think that affected the game plan in that in that middle part of the season when he couldn't kick the ball? Really, like uh, it, I definitely think affected KB, the game plan. KB, I think you hit it right there because if you look at his numbers for the last two seasons, uh, between the forty and the forty-nine, he was six of eight. But because Norvell had lost confidence, and I don't care what Norvell says because no one asked Norvell. No one said, have you lost total confidence or any degree of confidence in him? No, they lead it out. There's a leading question. Do you think, Ryan? They ask. They're so afraid to losing their media access. It's, it's almost laughable. But he had pretty good seasons from that range. But you could tell Norvell was going for first downs, and we didn't get some of those first downs, right? You remember that. Yeah. We we, look, you didn't kick, to not kick a single field goal in the Clemson game, yeah. and then you went 0 for 2 in the Wake Forest game, which was, I mean, it was a horrible game, but you could have won that. You don't think that 0 for 2 Wake Forest game affected, uh, affected the Clemson and, and Wake Forest in the uh, Clemson game, the NC State game plan, absolutely. And then you saw that going for it a lot. The defensive coaches on the other side, they understand that that they you don't think they have intelligence reports on who, what's going on in the other camp? Sure, they do. Absolutely. So that brings us to this: he's going into the spring, obviously, and probably the fall as the uh, the number one guy, unless he really falters. Well, okay, because he's a senior this year. He's remember, a senior. They brought oh, the transfer in. They wait, brought the transfer in. sophomore? I keep seeing these guys are. Where are you okay. getting your stats from? I, I, I don't know. I don't concerned. know where I'm getting. No, I'm getting the thing. I, I, I'm not blaming myself. I see it different places. Okay, here's well, the deal. He's going to be a junior. He's going to be a junior. Okay, a redshirt here, junior. Okay, here's the deal. They did bring in this preferred walk on Tyler Keltner. Okay. Yeah. Keltner, he's from uh, East Tennessee State, I believe it is. He's from Tallahassee too. Uh, yeah, he, he was born in Tallahassee, so he has connections there. But he, this kid, this kid has some some stats. Okay, this is what I'm talking about. Like on quarterback, this kid in 2022 had 73.9% of his field goals. Okay, he had a hundred percent of his extra points. I looked at his stats. He's never missed an extra point in college. Never, not one. Okay, and uh, so. And in uh, uh, he was 17 of 23 in 20 in, in 2022. I couldn't find the stat of how far out or what what range those were. But in right 2021, right he was 18 of 23. So this kid is a legitimate threat to Ryan. Yeah. Okay. And it was good for Norvell. See, this is where I think Norvell did a good job. Bring in a guy. And then we got the, I think we got the number one guy coming in. Don't we have a high school guy coming in this Yeah, fall? but kicker ratings are no. so bad. I understand. I understand. Yeah. However, we needed somebody to push Ryan, to challenge Ryan, and so on. And and they have it. Now, there's one other guy, Max Larson. Don't know anything about Max. Uh, he's a red church. He's a red church sophomore. And uh, he hasn't seen the field much. So, again, my second greatest weakness on offense is the kicking game because they score points. They score points. They score yeah. critical points. And there will be a game or two that comes down to a field goal at maybe in the last minutes. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Well, it's a, it's a, the part where, like you said, they score points, but they're, they get the ball most of the time. Well, it's the part where you're going to score points or you're going to be in a position where you're going to be within the – 40, 35 yard line, it would be nice to not be forced to. It would be nice Go to take those three down. points. It'd be, or right. yeah, take those three points and not be predictable. Um, but also, it's a part where. Are we going to be able to trust the defense to say, okay, go, let's go for it and give it back to them potentially on our on their forty? 
you know, and, and turn over the field in case we don't get the field goal, right? Or we do go for it and trust our defense to be able to hold them if they start on their own 40, right? I, I still, like I said, our, our defense was hit or miss last year, right? Like I, I felt like it puts more pressure on the on the offense. Like if we don't get a fourth and four, if we don't get a fourth and five on their 35-yard line, on their 40-yard line, then is our defense going to be able to hold up against an LSU if we give over that field position, that great field position? So having a reliable kicker allows you to do a lot more, like you said, on the offense to open up that playbook and, and keep the, the, their defense on their heels because you can go for the field this- goal. Open up the play, go for it on you know third and four. You could open, you go for a pass instead of a, a run. Go on third and seven, you go for a run instead of a pass because you can trust your kicker. I, I, I don't know how limited the playbook was because you couldn't trust Ryan all last year. This I, statistics that you have up here on on uh, on um, uh, what's his name, uh, Keltner. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Now just pick it up. I don't care about the wins and losses. That's immaterial to him. Okay, it's immaterial to what he does. Okay, he gets out there, he lines up, and he kicks the damn football. That's yeah. what he does. So look at his stat. He was three of three in the VMI game he, from 40 to 49 yards. A lot of, He had a lot of balls that he kicked over 40 yards. Well, look, so, 14 points, 12 yeah. points, 11 so, points. He's, he, I mean, yeah. he, 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 because that team couldn't move the football, he had to go in and make points. If he's not kicking them through, they get really blown up. Yeah, but, like 40 yarder, 40 yarder, 40 yarder, three 40 yarders, three for three yeah. and 40 yards plus. The guys, the guy can kick from distance. Somebody called him up and said, Hey, you were, you know, you know, Tallahassee, you were born here. You got roots here. We got, we need to bring somebody in. Somebody put the bug in his ear. Maybe yeah. his parents did it. Maybe someone else did it. I don't know. You know, I'd love to, for him to come on here and tell us the, the route of a preferred walk on. You know, if you uh, take away this game, the first game of the season where he was 30, one of three, he was 75% the rest of the year. He was, the guy was above 80. He would have had an 80% percentage if he didn't mess up this first game of the year. The guy was against Mississippi State. No, this this was against some garbage school. Okay. Um, uh, But, you know, after that, after going 33%, one of three, the rest of the year, he, uh, you know, he missed a couple of kicks here and there, but most of the year, he was 80% above. Uh, when he had multiple okay. kicks. Now, so I, I think this guy, what people are I, could see him, I could see him potentially being the starter come out of spring. I could see that happening. He, here's what people are going to say. He's never kicked in front of 50,000 people before. I, He's never I, kicked I, in I, front of 61,000 people before. Yes, he has. He's never kicked in front at Mississippi of State? playing at, I thought that first game is Mississippi State, isn't no, the it? the last game of the season was Mississippi State. No, 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 it isn't. That's, no. are you reading the same thing I am? That's Mississippi well, State. It doesn't. Hey, it doesn't matter. You just, you, your whole point doesn't make sense then. Oh, that was the last game. I was reading it from the top. I thought the top this is was September. You this have it September in reverse for me. Okay, you have it reverse. For he, me. I mean, he did go over one, okay. so he yeah, did miss the kick. State. He did yeah. miss the kick. So no, I was, I, mean, I was reading from from top it to matter. bottom. But he, okay. he, I mean, like you said, he's not playing against major schools. Your point. Um, but yeah, I mean, that could come into play. It. it Things well, things bother kickers that are stupid, right? The it's their motion, the two step versus three step, well, the it's noise, like playing the, golf, the wind. <laughs> I, I mean, all these things come to play. So you're right. The guy could totally drop off because he wasn't going against, like you said, fifty, seventy, a hundred thousand people in the stands, right? Yeah. Well, he's a he's a redshirt senior, so this is it. So. This is it. Like yeah. So, uh, but I think at a minimum, so to your to your point, are you? I would say there's more depth than there was last season because there's actual competition in the room. So to, yeah, I agree. To me, I agree. I, I'd say I'm less worried about depth than I depth than I was last year because there's actual competition in the room. There year. is some good competition there. I'm not going to talk about punting, and that's more of a defensive thing that I see. Alex Mastromano comes back; he's in good shape there. We're in good shape there on the punting, but these on the offense, and that's what I wanted to address tonight. And these are two big things that score points, your quarterback and your kicker. And you got to be solid there. And I think that's what we should focus on in the spring is, is who's the backup? Who's going to be the backup? Is the backup going to be – you can't tell. It's just practice. You can't, These guys don't have any real game experience. So we're never going to know until they get thrown in the game. The kicking situation is awkward too, but these are the ones – I'm going to keep an eye on. 
Yeah. So if we're only talking about offense tonight, that's different. I yeah. I, I have some concerns on the uh, on well. The we'll talk side. about that the next time. Yeah. Yeah. But my last potential concern here, and some people say no, it's it's deep. But there's a difference between being deep and, and quality depth or or reliable depth. Um. So my my quality depth concern. Or, or reliable depth concern because you could say that about quarterback you could say well this is the deepest the quarterback room's ever been because we actually have freshmen that are developing stuff like that in the quarterback room but they just don't have experience i would say it's sort of similar to our receiver room right so when you look at receiver room we have players in the receiver room which is great but the issue is that we don't have uh not it's not quality we do have quality in there the issue with I have with the receiver room is that we do not have uh, statistics that back up their quality. So let, let me let me pull this up here. So my issue with our receiver room so far, when you look at them, is that none of these players. When you, when you look at you know you got Darion Williamson was out most of last year, had less than probably a hundred yards last That's year. That's true. true. Uh, when you look at Deuce Span. No, uh, fighting with the coach less not than proven. 100 yards last year. Not proven. Johnny Wilson, only eight, 900 yards. The only guy over 500 yards last year as a receiver, I believe, on the team. Uh, then you have Micah Pittman, 300 yards, non explosive player last year. Slants, 10 yards less than, a, you know, mm. caught the ball over the middle. You're making a point Great here, block. KB. You're making a point. Vincent Wright, injured all year. Not Don't know what you know you could do West Virginia, but don't know what he's going to look like after that injury. Right. Ja'Kai Douglas. Was absent most of the year. I don't under know, under yeah, two hundred yeah, yards receiving. That. Yeah. So, Ontario Wilson gone. You're you're probably most reliable catcher. Hakeem Williams is a, a, a five star freshman. Don't so, know what he's going to do. Yeah, he so won't was, get that. So was reps. a lot of players that have gone through this. Damari Tate, five star. Not even what has he done? But he's on the defensive side. But once again, five stars don't mean anything. You're in college. You got you got to prove them. So. Look at the receiver room. You have a lot of players that you can name, but you don't have statistics next to their name. So the only guy well, that now, has now wait a minute. Some people are going to argue with you. Now we go to the tight end group with that. I'm not talking about tight ends. I'm not talking about tight ends. I'm talking about receivers. Okay. You have tight ends are a whole different group. Tight ends, you actually have guys with numbers next to your name. But you could say, well, okay. Tight ends, you you and that's to your point. Titans, I think, will be a lot more utilized. And that could open up routes for the wide receiver. Absolutely. I think that's why bringing in two, three dynamic tight ends this year with Jaheim and Kyle, you're going to see a lot more wide sets with those guys to use them both as less as blockers and more actual athletic receivers. But like to your point, it's going to open up the middle of the field, open up one-on-one routes for these guys. Um, But my point is, is you have a lot of names, guys who have been around for a while, but they haven't had explosive years, whether it's due to injuries, whether it's due to can't get on the field, whatever it may be. You're right. You're right. Still, I'm not going to argue with you on this. We're assuming things are going to happen just because Jordan Travis can, we know what he can do. But or, they, saying, or, or they put on 10 more pounds and they're yeah, ready. I, I, yeah. You can, you that's can, all you hear in coming yeah. into this. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. You can gain 10 pounds of water weight in, in a week and it doesn't matter. So and lose it the next week. So um, I don't care about those things, but I, I'm, I'm excited, but I'm also wary to see who in this group is going. And, and the guy I liked Malik Williams is gone. So Malik has gone to Penn state now. So you lost the, probably the third, the third guy behind Johnny Ontario, who is our pokey, who is now gone. He transferred out. He's at Penn state. Now he's not on this list anymore. So who is going to step up behind Johnny Wilson to be the guy, the, the guy who's going to be his compliment. Cause none of these guys so far have, I think it could be Kentron. I like Kentron, but once again, one game he's there, one game he's not. Well, this is what you hear in the spring from, from a lot of the media outlets. Whoa, boy, Darian caught a great pass today in practice. Well, it means nothing. It sounds good, okay, but it, it, it's not that meaningful at this point, like you're saying. I have to agree with you on this, that they really don't have the performance stats at this point. I think the potential is there for these guys. I like, really do. Arts. I like... Arts. I like their size. I like their, uh, and I, I think they're going to spread the ball around a lot. They're going to spread the ball around a lot. And I think, 
I like the size of the receivers. I like their abilities to get down the field. And I think the tight end is going to open it up. I, I feel good with the right, wide receiver room and the tight end room to support Jordan Travis and the quarterback. I'm just worried about the stat. Just look at the stats. Ontario Wilson, your second leading receiver, I get gone. It. I Cameron McDonald, your fourth leading receiver, gone. I get it. Uh, your Malik seventh leading receiver, gone. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, someone's going to have to fill this gap if this offense is going to take the next step. Point, point made. And that and that goes back to what it was, I was saying about – you and I were saying about the quarterback. Can you imagine what it will be without an experienced quarterback in there who can deliver the ball? B. Riley, I, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll find out what we're wrong about, B. Riley. Uh, well, these are predictions up to uh, what's uh, what's going to maybe happen. So no, we'll, I mean, we'll yeah. I mean, there's other <laughs> programs that hug it out the whole hour and a half that they do. If you guys want that, you go to that program. I mean, uh, don't mistake uh, reality for negativity. No, Th that's relax, wrong relax, to do that. Relax, People relax, do that. Relax. People do that. Uh, I think uh, Darion. I, I there's think nobody who loves this football team more than I do. Relax. There's nobody, Relax. nobody. You um, know? I to your point, B. Riley. I think, uh, like we said, I think the tight ends is the is the equation in this. Is that they're going to take a lot of this production up. They're going to suck up Jaheim. That's the guy I want the entire offseason. We find we did get him, which is I was excited about. So I think, like you said, Jaheim is going to be able to suck up a lot of that production and even more so. But so here's the deal. Like any offense. good football coach, it's Norvell and Atkins. He's the offensive coordinator, right? They have to find a way to get the ball to their playmakers. They have to find a way to get it to Bell. And they do. They I, do. I thought, I thought, uh, uh, Ja'Kai Douglas, that guy, every time he goes out, he catches a pass. He's a mismatch for a lot of people. You know, you got to figure out who your playmakers are, and get the damn ball to those people. Winston Wright, get the ball to Winston Wright. He's the playmaker. But you've got to do that to win football games. I think this. I think this offense, to so be Riley's point, is going to be another dimension with these tight ends. I think. I think that's something. Obviously, we've been missing, and it's something that Mike Norfell likes using. We just didn't have the athletic ability. If to do they it. use it properly. Okay, but they didn't. They didn't have players who could be utilized. That's before. true. That's and we started true. to see it, and we saw Douglas come on towards the end, which I'm excited to see his progression. But now right. you guys, you have athletic freaks like Jaheim Bell. We'll see what uh, the kid from uh, the FCS does. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do with guys that fit his system, and I think yeah. it'll open up the offense even more next year. So yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. really excited. And I'll miss to David. I'll miss Pokey. I, I think he was so underrated. He was steady. Uh, he, he was a steady Eddie. Steady Eddie. The guy caught anything that went to his. Yeah, he he was a steady, very steady, very consistent hands. Probably the best hands on the team. I think this offense uh, this coming season will average, average has to, and will have to average about thirty-one points plus a game. Oh, B. Riley, we we trust me. I was going to talk about B, uh, DBs, but we were talking about only offense. Potential concerns tonight. So trust wait a me. Minute, wait a minute. What is B right? But He's worrying saying, about why it isn't realism, it's right. silliness. If you all if you want to wait, let's talk deep. We'll we'll do that another night. Uh, we're we're, we're talking, trust me, trust me, we're talking about that. But in terms of concerns, I'm just concerned about returning production and, and saying yeah, that Yeah, you're making a point about yeah. stats aren't there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so they're not there, but they could be there with the website. Sure. So we'll see. Sure. It, it's but we'll let's see. not get let's not get overhyped when we hear one of the media folks say, "Well, uh, Darian Williamson caught a great ball in the corner." You know, yeah. Uh, they we, don't we, say if he dropped three guys balls. Be guys gotta be guys have to be healthy. They gotta be available. They can't always be hurt. People That's, people have to be available. They gotta they, be. Available. They can't be banged up every single week. So yeah, we'll and see you what can't, happens. You, and every football team has banged up people. That's so, the nature of the game. So, but I'm hoping, but I'm hoping these new weapons will be will be fun to watch. I, I, I'm so excited to watch Shaheen. I, I'm really, really excited to watch Shaheen. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that I mean, that's it. We wanted to go over two concern potential concerns on the depth chart for the offense. I think next week we'll talk about the defense because I certainly think there is more than a couple. Well, I always have concerns about the defense, and I think those were valid looking at last season. But I think there are some additions they brought in that could potentially over gloss over some of those but they're there so next week we'll talk about the defensive side and those concerns so be sure to check in and bring your comments for those uh any other final thoughts that you any other news you want to bring up before we uh let people go no, i i think there'll be a very good uh spaces if, if any of you're on twitter which we are and i'm on there a lot i kind of put my signature so kb doesn't get blamed for something i say generally but on spaces tomorrow at 5 p.m 
uh, there will be, there's a group that gets on there and Brian Stork, okay, who once hiked the ball to Tom Brady from Florida State, okay, Brian Stork, a, a very good center that came out of Florida State in the heydays back some years and uh, was drafted was drafted. He wasn't a super first round draft choice, but he was drafted by the New England Patriots. And I think there'd be some very interesting uh, takes from Brian Stork. So if you're available, you might want to listen into Spaces on Twitter at 5 p.m. tomorrow. And that's run by Pete the Greek. Uh, and uh, sometimes uh, I'm on there. KB's on there when we can. And uh, and we try to get they even allow us to ask a few questions. All right, cool. So 5 p.m. I'll be working, but yeah, people uh, join in if you can. 5 p.m. Pete the Greek uh, on Twitter. And then the last thing I wanted to make, I saw that Mike Norvell donated a million dollars to the Florida State Boosters, which I think is awesome, but I also think it's strategic. I think it's smart to say, hey, I'm going to give a million dollars so it can go towards facilities, stuff like that, probably get a tax write-off. I think it's a smart move. It's a great PR move. Um, and I think it helps you uh, as you're building a program. So kudos to him. I think it's he he is on top of it. He is doing the he right is doing. He's doing a great job. He's yeah. he's he's come through some terrible years, the COVID years, and then we had you know some civil disruptions and in, in the country and and so he's he's this guy puts in the effort. Let let there be no doubt here. This guy and the coaching staff, Coach Adkins and crew, all of them are doing a bang up job, and they're rebuilding this program and rebuilding this roster. So, okay, so let's not be mistaken. Kudos to him. And uh, yeah, so join us next week, y'all, as we discuss the uh, potential depth concerns on the defensive side of the ball. But until then, enjoy your Thursday night. Enjoy your Friday. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and uh, like and share the video, guys. We appreciate it. Have a great one, y'all. See ya. Bye-bye now.